Hi, this is Ed Boone, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Shawbell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is video game programmer and director Ed Boon. Ed is the co-creator of Mortal Kombat and Injustice and the creative director at NetherRealm Studios. We talk about the creation of Mortal Kombat and his video game career during this episode. Ed, welcome to Five Questions. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, it's great to have you here. I played Mortal Kombat since the 90s, of course, when it was first introduced. But I'm curious, like, how did your time spent on pinball games inspire the creation of Mortal Kombat? Well, my time spent on pinball machines, I don't know if that inspired Mortal Kombat as much as it kind of prepared me. The work ethic in Chicago, or at least in in Williams Electronics at the time, was very much, you know, dedicated. And everybody, just by example, worked really hard. And and I think that that pinball experience instilled that in me, which kind of carried even to this day, you know, 30 plus years later. Inspiration was just in the the amount that you just kind of dedicate yourself to whatever project you're in. And that's really a good way to make something successful. It's not just having the idea, but it's the execution. A lot of people have ideas, but to fall through is a whole different story. Perspiration can sometimes be more important than inspiration. Well said. And how has your role working on Mortal Kombat evolved since the first game in 1992? My role is completely different now. In 1992, I was part of a team of four, and those four people created the first Mortal Kombat game. I was the only programmer. There was no such thing as a designer, right? It was John Tobias and I were the creators of the game, and John did art, I did programming, Another guy did background art and another guy did audio. And that was the extent of it. Now I am one of about hundreds of people who work on the game. And I'm much more like a kind of director kind of role, you know, steering the ship, so to speak. I don't do any, I haven't done programming for 15, 20 years. And there's so many more moving parts, so many more variables involved that there's no possible way I could actually create content. So it's it's much more ideas, direction, changing as, as the challenges kind of uh, approach us. That's probably how I would describe the difference. I remember back in the 90s walking into an arcade, even if it was like at like Chuck E. Cheese or, you know, back then and Mortal Kombat was everywhere. It was ubiquitous. Like you couldn't really walk into an arcade without seeing one, seeing the Simpsons arcade, Turtles arcade and a few others. But Mortal Kombat, definitely, I think most people recognize it from those years, especially. And and now it's hit multi-generations, right? Which is really cool. It must be amazing for you because... You were at the foundation of, of developing the IP in the game. So you, you get to seeing people play it. And I think what really drew people to it is from a differentiation standpoint for, you know, me being like a teenager back then was the fatalities, right? It's like there were some fighting games back then, but nothing that gruesome and nothing where you had to like pound the buttons a certain way in order to finish him, right? And I think that drew a lot of people to the arcade machine too, because it's like, oh, someone's about to do this. So we got to go check this out. And so I thought that was like the true part of the true genius behind it, aside from obviously the cool characters and the moves and all of that. But now you've taken it with the new game, Mortal Kombat 1. Why did you decide to work with this team to make the new Mortal Kombat 1 game franchise? And why is it a reboot? And what, is, what makes this one really unique compared to the others? 
Yeah. Well, just like you said, I think a lot of people come to me and say that they have that memory, clear memory. It's like I walked into this pizza parlor, this arcade, this bowling alley, and I saw it and then I took it all in. At the time, I believe it's photorealistic look was the thing that got your attention. All of a sudden there was like real people, at least the perception was real people. Not cartoons. Exactly, exactly. And it wasn't drawn graphics, it was digitized graphics. After that, we continued with graphic improvements, slowly increasing the cast of characters. Fast forward 11 games later, right? 11 games, 30 years later, we had a cast of almost 100 characters. We had taken our main characters, Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, through a 30-year arc that we really felt we hit the absolute peak of where that story could go. We, we, we could not think of a yet more powerful villain that made the last one look weak. And so we, we felt like we hit a ceiling and it just felt like time to reset everything. We knew we wanted to keep the characters because those are the things that the players are falling in love with. Is like, the, you know, don't you dare get rid of Scorpion. Don't you dare get rid of Sub-Zero. So we decided to tell a brand new story, reintroduce these characters with new origins, new relationships with each other. And so it's a clean slate with familiar characters. And that was kind of like the motivation because we've had so many, you know, 11 installations before that. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment life cycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. In today's world, I mean, technology has really changed. We weren't talking in the 90s. No one even used the word AR, VR, AI. Like, there's so many new technologies. How do you think that's driving the development of, let's say, Mortal Kombat or just future installments or just the whole video game industry moving forward? Well, from my perspective, I think what AR and VR does is, is it lets you make a game, a mechanic from a new visual perspective, right? Like, right? Because a lot of times, you know, it's a third person game. You're controlling somebody that's on the screen and you have your controller. And then first person shooters came about, which is kind of like you're looking through the eyes of, you know, somebody with some kind of a weapon and, and doing that. And I think AR and VR could be that next evolution, right? You're in your space and the game is dynamically changing itself based on your view, your perspective. While I don't think that that's been tapped and that's been exploited enough, you know, there's some games, Beat Saber and stuff like that, that have really kind of resonated. But I think we've yet to see that killer game application that will absolutely showcase and make the most out of that thing. But Right there, AR is the stage is set for it to do it, I believe. And it's just a matter of somebody cracking that nut. It's almost like the difference between you're playing the character, like playing as the character in a game versus you're almost the character. If it's yeah. VR, it's almost like that's you maybe punching and doing various kicks and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that it's wired to your normal movements, right? Like you move your head to look as opposed to moving your screen 
that I think will also make it feel that much more immersive, that much more in your system. It's almost like taking cosplaying or Halloween to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your best piece of career advice? If you're talking about video game development or something like that, my, my best piece of career advice would be master something. I don't think you can kind of enter the video game and say, I want to be a director. I want to lead things. You need to get in and either become a great animator, a great 3D character modeler, a great audio engineer, game design, mechanics, gameplay, technology, audio. You know, there's, there's so many different disciplines that you can get your foot in the door. Master that everybody will come to you. You will draw good people towards you. That's how you'll kind of get your foot in the door and kind of move up. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Ed. To follow his journey, you can find him on Instagram and Twitter where he shares his latest video games, travels, and appearances. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan And please remember to rate and review the Five Questions podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm.